back to the Sister Show. My name is Juka Sisa, and we're super excited that you're back here with us on another great episode. And of course, if you don't know, the Sister Show is a platform where we have honest conversation to inspire and empower pretty much everyone. And of course, we bring you burning topics that always hits home. And the burning topic of the day is how can you be so hot? Hero Daniel. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Okay. I got you. Yes, you know, you did. I, have, I have a little bit comic comedic skills. You see, oh, yeah. you no. totally own a special. Yeah, uh -huh. we're, gonna, we're gonna pitch that for Netflix. Mm -mm. GK comedy special. Mm -mm. I can improvise. Okay, I could do improv. Okay, I'm just saying. But anyways, um, we are glad that you are joining us back here. So please do make sure that you share this video as you're watching. And of course, everybody looks. Fantabulous? Is that something that they say in Gambia? Fantabulous? <laughs> no, then nobody says that. No? No. Okay, Amy. <laughs> Juka likes to make up her own words and try to say, oh, this is in Gambia. No, they don't. Okay, they don't. <laughs> Anyways, everybody looks fabulous. Uh, Dr. J, you look amazing. And Hero Daniel, you look great. Oh, Amy, you look amazing. Ole is still Duh. on vacation. What did you say, Amy? Duh. <laughs> but you look good. Okay, but uh, Dr. J, I love your necklace. Oh Lord, I'm so sick of these women. <laughs> where did you get it from? I love it. I love, I love the colors. Tell us where you got it. If you want to know where she got her necklace, comment. Tell her, let us know. I'm not advertising for free, so. Oh, come on, buy a false. No, the problem is she doesn't know. No, the problem is she doesn't know where she got it from. <laughs> Oh, come on, Amy, you can't say that. I mean, <laughs> that necklace looks very expensive. There's no way you're going to spend a whole lot of money. Yet. Daniel, stop it. Dr. Gibb doesn't spend a lot of money on nothing. <laughs> no, but she does. I mean, it looks quite expensive. It's fancy. Thank you, Daniel. I'm glad you know what quality is. <laughs> yeah. Amy doesn't know. Bloop, Amy, Dr. J just throw a really, really great shade on you right there. That mm. was not shade. That was... Mm. I got this from Nordstones. So, thank oh. you. Let I me see the tag. I'm not like oh, you God, that God. has to return everything. I bought this like last year, so I didn't have to return it. Oh. So why would I keep oh. it back? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Snap and snap. Daniel's face just throws. Oh, no, no, I mean, I'm really loving the banter. I'm, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me once again. I'm so happy to be back on The Sisters Show. The Sisters Show is officially one of my favorite shows on Planet Earth. Okay, wait, so do you guys clap too when you talk in Nigeria? No, I lost that in the Black American movie. You know, how you're... Yeah, 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 yeah. I learned that in the Black American movies. So I was just trying to, you know, be in character. You know what? I think African-Americans, if you're watching and you're African-American, I think this came from Africa. And it, you know, the, the heritage is strong. Genes are strong. Because in Africa, <laughs> when we talk, we go like this when we fight. And African-Americans, when they fight, they use their hands too. <laughs> Do it, Amy. Let me see. How... Who said I fight? I don't fight. I'm too fast for that. Oh, please. Ooh. You're ratchet as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let Amy fool you. She's ratchet. No, she's 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 classy. She's classy. Classy. Mm -hmm. In fact, it was because of her that I think Cardi B sang that song. It's not. Classy, it's not Cardi B. It's not Cardi B. What? It's Megan Thee Stallion. She's from oh, Houston. Megan. Texas. 
I can't I can't tell the difference. I know they all sing about <laughs> money, bodies, and men. Sorry. They do. I just, yeah. They do. So Cardi B, Megan. The only person that thinks about something is Nikki, my sister. <laughs> okay, so are you Team Nikki Minaj or you're Team Cardi? Oh, every day, baby. What? No, I'm you. Team Nikki too. I'm Team Nikki. Dr. J, what about you? Team I'm Cardi? All, uh, no, I'm Team all Nikki. About Dr. J. <laughs> team Dr. J. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. That's what's up. Anyways, hope you're already having fun with us. Uh, don't go anywhere. Stick around. When we come back, we have a packed hour. We have Africans and migrations to discuss. We also have Astrofiction. And we have a really spicy, delicious hot soup all the way to the end. We're here, Daniel, the comedian, right? Okay, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back everyone, hopefully you already enjoyed the show and of course we have our Let's Connect Game segment that's the first on the menu today but um, the game today is actually called Concentration Let's see who has a better concentration brain Can I say that? <laughs> oh yes you can In Nigeria when you say concentration you sort of coin uh, a word from concentration. So when you want to start the game, you have to say concept, concept. All right? And then you now give the letter. Concept, concept. We'll call out one of our letters in our name, and then you all will pick a household item, right? And you guys okay. can also do the same, and I'll be part of the game. And if you're watching, make sure you play along, and hopefully you'll win a prize. So I'll go first. The first letter on my name. <laughs> all right. Jog. And you got it. Jar. Jumper. Is jumper a household item? No. It's not okay, Dr. J, you cancel. <laughs> now it's Daniel and Daniel. What kind of jumper are you talking about? Daniel and Amy, go ahead. Juicer. I don't know. Juicer. Daniel, Jum say jumbo. What is jumbo? Like Maggie. <laughs> Maggie too. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that. I, I didn't know. Okay. Amy win this one. Let's go on next. Okay, Daniel, give us one letter. All right, so, we'll play. so I'm going to use Daniel. So let me use the word D. D should be pretty simple. Dishwasher. Dishes. Dishes. <laughs> <Just, just> <laughs> Look, I said dishwasher. She said dishes. <laughs> just correct. We had two different things. Drain. Dresser. Dresser. <laughs> Who's next? Dustbin. Duster. Fail. Okay. Oh. Wait, hold on, hold on. Dryer. Doorbell. Quack, quack, quack. Amy, you lose. Okay, so now it's me and Jay. Go ahead, Daniel. Next. <laughs> the letter N. N as Nancy and like Nancy. Okay, Napkin. you know what? You know Napkin. what? Napkin. No, 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 no. We're sticking with N. No, we're sticking with N. Okay, so I say napkin. So I win. Uh, no, how can you win? You, I'm not done yet. You okay, said go napkin. Ahead. What? Wah, <laughs> 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 I'm not done. And then she go like this. All right. Okay, next. So I won. I won on both games, so if I get this, I win this I game. I won on one game, you're a game. And I won on both games. What, what did I say? 
No, each person actually each person has to have one one game. Man, I won okay. twice. Doctor J, go ahead. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Uh, you want? <laughs> Amy just did a Nigerian sound. E. Yeah, continue. Because <laughs> I don't know, you have a lot of Nigerian friends, obvious. How <laughs> about uh, E? Egg. Elephant. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there's no egg. There's no egg and there's no elephant. Daniel, you think you're smart? Egg, egg breaker. Egg breaker. Egg, egg breaker. There's no egg breaker. What is egg breaker? Egg maker. Look at there's your face. Egg maker. What is egg, egg maker? Egg breaker and egg maker. There's no See, egg breaker. See, you guys don't have that maker. device in America. That's Look, the Daniel. Just to be live. We are civilized here more in Nigeria. We have egg maker and egg breaker. We make and break egg. It's our profession. Yeah, you're a fool, right? <laughs> Amy said juicer, so you're allowed to say egg breaker and egg maker. Exactly. No, 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 no. E is hard. A household items that starts with E. Edward. <laughs> Edward, if your husband's name is Edward, he's a household item, so add him. Edward. Who's Edward? I don't know. Edward is the house boy. A house boy is the household item. <laughs> no, I said husband. You're wrong. I said husband. Wow, so your husband is gonna be a household item? Really? Mm-hmm. An item. An item. item. <laughs> Okay, let's be serious. I think E is impossible. No. No. Electricity. No, that's not an item. (laughs) Electronics. Electricity bill. Electronics, I said it. (laughs) I said it, electronics. Zoom is like delayed two seconds. That's why, you you know we have terrible network in Nigeria. That's why you hear that I said it first. We have terrible network in Nigeria. Yeah, everybody knows that. It's a Nigerian <laughs> thing to be late. On that, always note, late. on that note, I think we'll give it to Daniel because he does have a, a very low delay Wi-Fi on the Zoom. <laughs> it's so and I'm, I'm donating my way to the beautiful Amy just because I'm a nice guy. So Amy, you can take it. It's all yours. <laughs> And then we'll stay right here. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. And hopefully you have fun and hopefully you played along and actually just win a prize. And stick around, don't go anywhere. When we come back, we'll have the other side of this conversation, which is Africans and migrants. We'll be right back. Stick around. Well, thank you so much for sticking around right here with us. As we said, on top of the hour, we were going to bring a conversation on Africans and migration. And hopefully you had a lot of fun with us on that game section that we had with you guys. And of course, we have our beautiful brother, CD, all the way from Germany. Hi, CD, how are you? Hello, I'm here. Thank you so much. Hi. How do you say how are you or hello in German? Because you live in Germany. It depends. We have so many ways to give people. So I would say like, hello, guten tag, guten abend, to alle. Oh my God. Amy, can you repeat that? That's already complicated. Guten tag, guten abend. Thank you. Guten tag is like the afternoon. Daniel, do you understand a little bit of German or, or no? Uh, not at all. Not at all. It sounds very alien to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is really. Good. 
Well, I mean, it's, it's everything that sounds German sounds very original. You know, German cars, <laughs> so. So I just assumed, I mean, Gute Tang, I'm going to pretend like I understand it. So, hi, Gute Tang. <laughs> if you're watching, let us know what side of the world you're in, especially if you're migrating. And if you're in Africa also, you can drop it out. Obviously, we're talking about Africans and migration. Can you tell our audience a little bit about you before we have this conversation on I mean, Africans and migration? <laughs> you know, my name is Sidi, Sidi Khan. People call me the Sidi So. And I'm the founder of the European, the largest European or the biggest European platform for migration, what's called the Watch on Italy. This is a platform that is basically created by me in 2014. I try to support migrants and African migrants at large and Gambia, the biggest. So I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. And that's why we have you on here. So we are really uh, grateful. And when we spoke on the phone, you said you know about the Sister Show and you watch our program. So we are, we were really excited and I was absolutely delighted. That means that we are actually also trending and making an impact. And if you're just joining us, go ahead and uh, comment and share the video as you watch it. And if you think we're making an impact, just drop us a note so we know. I'm just saying. Let me, well, I was gonna pop a color, but I don't have any color. But <laughs> okay, but let's talk, let's talk about this conversation. So, uh, first of all, we are immigrants. I'm an immigrant here, even though I'm a United States citizen, but I'm, I still consider myself immigrant. And Daniel is in Nigeria. Daniel, I'm assuming you're not an immigrant in Nigeria, right? No, not at all. I'm a full-blooded, full-blown Nigerian. You know. <laughs> but okay, so let's uh, have this conversation. So why do you guys think that a lot of us migrate from Africa to come to the West? There's a study that actually show, which I'm actually surprised. It says that um, countries where more than half of the people say they are considering living are Cape Verde, Sierra Leone, the Gambia, Togo, I don't see Nigeria. If you meet someone that is really doing great, uh, the person wouldn't want to leave the country. Okay. Um, but as at, uh, the unemployment rate in this country, um, as at 2017, uh, the last time I checked was about 8.3%, um, which is quite a lot. And we have like huge youth unemployment. So the truth of the matter is a lot of people want to leave the country. It's, it's a conversation that almost every youth has. It's, it's part of the plan. I'd say I'm proud that uh, we, we're not represented. Yeah. Oh, we love our okay, country. but based on what you just said, we'll just add Nigeria on the list too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 what's what's you guys take on this? We talk about migration. We talk about why people are fleeing away from their country. When we say fleeing, this is going to be like, what, um, as you said, like people who are illegally migrated to other countries, like maybe economically. Um, we all know that we, when we say back way, we all know the main reason why many, many migrants from our country or Africa are fleeing to go through the other way, um, to take this back way. Why? Because they search for a better job opportunities where they can at least um, maybe change their life. You know, these are people who are living economically to leave their country in other places. So it's not like coming to Europe alone. There are people who flee from Gambia, they go to Libya, they stay in Libya, they're working. Yeah. Because you just want to go and find a job in order to, I mean, you know, do something else to change their life. Like you, mm -hmm. when you started, you stay there. Why don't you go home? Because mm -hmm. you want to make a career in some way mm -hmm. else. Because you knew if you go back to Gambia, it's either you don't want to find a job that will suit, suit you or you will have somebody who's going to pay you what you want. A lot of different factors come into migration, whether it's legal or illegal. So if it's the legal aspect, 
coming with the intentions of going back. And I think most migrants have that yeah. intention of going back home, but then uh, circumstances change. And even if we were to go back, the circumstances back home does not is not very conducive to us because uh, you have to relearn the system. You have to get a job. You have to be paid what you're worth. There are multiple issues. But when you talk about illegal migration, with the people going, knowing that they have a 50-50 chance of either making it or dying, that mm -hmm. tells us a lot that for someone to actually realize that they could die trying mm -hmm. to migrate to another place and still take that chance. I think when you guys say 50-50, I actually disagree. I think it's only 25% or even less than that that make it. And I think CD might understand where I'm coming from with this because if 100% goes, 50% die on the, you know, on the sea, and then 50% make it into Europe. Out of the 50% that make it into Europe, how, how much of that percentage is still living in shelters and is still roaming in the streets and don't still have a job or can even secure their paperwork? It could be even less than 50% because I don't think there was any data that was collected to actually see how many people survived across the border. And once they survive across the border, how many of them actually end up getting documentation, getting a job, being successful? That's probably even 5% or maybe less. The percentage of Nigerians that go through the stress of maybe going through the Atlantic Ocean to get to like greener pastures, it's, it's, quite, it's quite on the low side. Nigerians mm. are very industrious to the extent that they either try to go through study or they try to get a visa. I know some people, literally the way you save up to buy a house, that's the same way they save up just to get a visa. I know some people that will sell all of their properties just to get like a six month visa because they know that it's a one way ticket. You go in and you don't go out. So it's a very creative too. So I don't think they will risk the take the risk of getting in the boat, the Atlantic Sea to die. I mean, they will take a different risk and because you guys are creative. Did you guys see that little documentary, Uncle London? <laughs> no, I, I don't. So, so funny. So this guy, he must have been like, I don't know, 30 something, but he claims he's 17. He's under age. So because I guess when you go into London, if you're under age, somehow they can't send you back to your country or something. If, if There's probably a law. That's why he, he took the risk. So he has a passport. He went and they got him on the way and they asked him, where did you get this passport? And he goes, Uncle London. So... <laughs> Who are you going to go see? He goes, Uncle London. I, I can't remember the details of it, but it was just really hilarious. So he actually, um, he's, they told him that we know that you're not 17. He said, yes, he, he's definitely 17. I think he said he was 17. But when you look at the man, I mean, it's like Daniel saying he's 17. Daniel, are you 17? <laughs> but I, I am 17. Just take off the yet and I'm 17. If you watch him, just go to YouTube after the show and just type in Uncle London. I'm telling you, it was the, the funniest thing ever. I mean, he was so serious about it. So he had to do a dental analysis, but supposedly he escaped. He went into the, <laughs> he got into London for sure. Uh, on a serious note though, so there is also a good side of the migration, not the illegal, but at least the legal migration, if you guys think about it. Well, we do send back a lot of resources back home, right? Help a lot of people, I think. Um, because, and then that's, we are sustaining the economy a lot there. And then also if since the beginning of time, migration has always happened. 
to contribute a lot to like the Western economy. In fact, the West has had the habit of always getting Africans to do the job, you know, either legally or illegally. So, uh, so yeah, it, it really benefits. Some people might not get it, but if you do get it, you understand where I'm coming from. We got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Emmy doesn't so, get it. I, I do. <laughs> Remember the guy on, on Facebook, he was saying, do, if you call me again to ask me for money, do you see me on the snow? <laughs> do you see me? <laughs> yeah, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that most times when Africans send money back home, they do not send money necessarily for investments. Most of the time. They send mm. money to sort of, you know, help out in terms of, it's, it's more or less like, it's more charitable. So then let me ask to Daniel's point. So do you guys think that maybe we are actually enabling the poverty that's happening in Africa instead of actually really helping in a different way like Daniel. Because I never actually thought about that. Daniel, the way you put it, maybe we should invest a different way instead of just keep sending pocket change to our own family. If you're watching, also make sure that you comment below and share your input on what you think about what we are, uh, the conversation we are having here. And also make sure you do share this video as you watch it with your uh, Facebook communities. Absolutely, Daniel, that's a great point. And that's, that's exactly what I've been saying for the longest, for the last several years. Because the way I look at it is exactly what Daniel said. Because when we send money, we send in money to encourage um, a lavish lifestyle that people don't have. We enabling people to have the mindset of just hand me down, hand me down, hand me down. Instead of trying to create an environment for these people to be able to fish instead of feeding them the fish. Because when we send money, we send in money for weddings, for funerals, for naming ceremonies. We never think about us in the diaspora coming together and creating an organization where we would create hospitals, we'll create uh, educational systems that will encourage these people and even create companies because the governments are not going to create these companies for uh, employment. But I think if us, the Africans in the diaspora, decide to get together and trust each other and bring our $100 each, 100,000 people, $100 each, that's a lot of money that can actually create a hospital that's wonderful and we can still use that hospital when we go back home. I think I also agree with it, but <laughs> the problem is just the African mentality that will make things difficult for diasporas mm. to contribute and to create, I mean, um, opportunities to their yeah, African um, brothers and sisters. Uh, because if the moment that Africans had you in Europe in diaspora, you are a millionaire. That's what they think. And uh, the moment that you tell them, I don't have, they would think like, you don't want to have. And mm -hmm. then the, the life that you are not living here, the Africans would like to live that life down there. To create something in, uh, in Africa, to create opportunities, to be in a prison in Africa, is very, very difficult because you want to have money here, you want to work, but you also want to have somebody that you can trust who can work with you and make that thing valuable, at least to develop it. But Perfect. who is that person? Who? Yeah. That is the problem. And yeah. the second thing is our Africans, our parents, our colleagues, our friends, they put pressure on you. You want to do something? You have thousand people that you have to take care of. So now, Daniel, who are Daniel, gonna leave? I hope I hope you have your notebooks to take back to our people, please, Daniel. It's funny enough, it's it's not like uh, it, it, the way to solve this is not necessarily you know aside from like verbal sensitization. I think we should tell more of our stories as Africans because the reason why Africans think that the West is so good is because of Hollywood. It's because of the media. 
the media projects the best of the West and projects the worst of Africa. So mm. it also affects the Africans because we watch a Hollywood film, we see how good the infrastructure is, we see how good the economy is, and we know that everybody that gets to the West, you know, makes a lot of money. The faster, you know, we own our things, the faster we own our platforms, you know, when they see us be like okay we i see they went out there and sit sat on maybe in ferrari and make a fortune so everybody think i'm a millionaire so like mm. okay if my sister <laughs> asked me for for money and then i send one one one, one 50 euros to say what look at this man with ferrari he's sending me 50 euros i mean we have to be very no really i mean this is this this is bringing sending so many negative i mean messages in our country so we have to make sure that we also sensitize people about read up So the false information they're getting from social media and media, let them know the reality of our era. Yeah, so CD, uh, stop taking a photo in the Ferrari. Amy, you too, stop taking photos with the Ferraris. We have to also hold, hold our governments accountable. Our governments have, have to be held accountable for the hopelessness, the hopelessness that's in Africa. It's obvious. It's very obvious that you see everything I post on social media is what I want you to see. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to post me crying and not having food to eat and not, can I pay my bills on social media. It's as simple as trying to just do your research. I think we refuse to research. We refuse to know to want to know because we just believe that this is just where it is and that's it. And like you mean the West? It's just in the West. Like if you're not here, then you're nowhere. And we do have a role also, okay? Because if I go on holiday, I have $1,000, okay? That's $50,000 if I change it. Boy, I'm balling, okay? So you see me balling like that hard. Obviously, you want to think, you know, everything is nice and dead. Yeah. But yeah. when I come back, best believe I'm going to pay for every single penny. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be doing the overtimes and all of that. On that oh, note, yeah. go ahead and also share your ideas and thoughts on migration in Africa and why we are where we are as Africans. And do you all think uh, we should put the blame on the government or all of us? But what do you guys think that is watching? Give your uh, opinions on that. When we come back, we're going to take a quick break and do ask a question. And when we come back, we will finish this uh, conversation on the other side of the show. So don't go anywhere. Stick around and we'll be right back for Ask a Question. Welcome back everyone, hopefully you were having a lot of fun with us uh, on the conversation on Africans and migration. We just allowed CD to take a break and when we come back we'll bring him back again on the other side of this conversation. But first, now we will deal with the Ask the Christian segment and if you already know the Ask the Christian is we bring you topics that uh, actually are taboos in our culture and we don't really talk about it. We bring it right here and we discuss it. And the ask question that we have today that was dropped off in our DM, this one is risky. You guys ready? Okay. Sister, I have a question. Why is homosexuality a taboo in many African countries and adultery and fornication is not? I mean, she kind of have a point. Because everybody is fake. They're fake. Fake. <laughs> you know, our people are our people are always in a hurry to run and say, you know, the religion does it. The, oh, the religion. You are fake. Shut up your mouth. Look at you. 
but you you will be the same people that is sitting here trying to preach people about uh, 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 homosexuality that they're not even using your body to do their so homosexual acts. You want to come here and be telling people, yeah, uh, 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 this is haram. This is this oh, a uh, toffee aqua nonsense. Shut up. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say toffee aqua? Wait, did you just speak a Nigerian language right now? Yes, yes. And you, they are you must cheating. watch a lot of Nollywood. Uh, she lost her mind. That's why she has no, a No, because this is the thing. Those are the same people, Daniel, those are the, you know what I'm saying. Those are the same people who are cheating on their wives every single day, sleeping with their maids inside the house every single day. I'm telling you, ah, where's the lie? Daniel, Daniel <laughs> just got hot. Daniel, you have a fan. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm just like, she's speaking with so much conviction, like she's had a partner that has sort of cheated on her before i'm just asking i'm trying to know the personal story because you look heartbroken my darling and i'm here to hear your broken heart all right like i'm just here i'm here for you I, i'm just i'm reaching out right now because you're speaking with so much hurt you want to share i'm just saying i got you bro okay let's take away from the topic let's take away from the topic so picking up from what aim is it it's a lot of hypocrisy now the weird thing is in nigeria it's punishable by law. Is it? And the irony wait, is... Wait, wait. In Nigeria, it's punishable? Passed. Yeah, it's punishable. If you're caught uh, in the you act of homosexuality... He's got, he, he, she's coming for you. Or he, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, ahead, yeah. We'll talk about Bob Whiskey's matter later on. Because um, by law, it's when you're caught in the act of homosexuality. And, ah. you know, cross-dressing is not a proof of homosexuality. It's oh, okay. Okay. So, Bobrisky is a cross-dresser. Yeah. But that's, that's by the way. I'm just saying that. So, <laughs> the law is 14 years imprisonment. And I'm wow. wondering, are they going to build different cells for the inmates? Because I know that one cell in Nigeria can house like 40 inmates. So, if you're putting 14 men together and you're punishing, you're punishing them in the first place because they were together, what are they going to do with the should we look at that and say then people that are caught fornication and stuff should also be punished? Should we advocate <laughs> yes. for that? They will not say that. You know why? The people that are making the laws are the ones fornicating. So they would it would not favor them. Uh, the truth of the truth of the matter is a lot of people would say it is not African, quote unquote, to be homosexual, to be a homosexual. It's not in our culture. And you now begin to question. But what, is it in our culture so, to cheat? To, is it our yeah, culture exactly. to cheat? Is it in our culture to be a thief? Is it in our culture to be adulterous? Is it in our culture to be a lot of all, all those things? So, I mean, my, my personal opinion has always been individuals. They should be left to do what they want to do with their bodies. It's a very unpopular opinion, especially in Nigeria. You know, it's a very religiously, culturally... Even even in Gambia, uh, I'm sure a lot of people that are watching ha are having a lot of things to say about it because, you know, especially our men, they're not as open to to accepting, the, you know, a, with people's uh, lifestyle and stuff. They're very... I love you guys. I love you, brothers. But I'm just keeping it real. Like, we have very... You all are very judgmental, you know? I'm not saying we should condone it or we should do it or whatever but i'm just saying like this like amy said the same people that have a whole lot to say about that have very less to say about cheating let's see what the imam say 
the, the lady that was being to die. I think I truly believe what you guys are saying that if you are saying this is what the religion says and you're practicing based on the religion, we should not choose what favors us and choose what does not favor us at some times. Because that's what happens mostly in our culture is that, oh, this is not good. Oh, this is not good. It is not good as long as it does not affect us. But the minute it starts affecting us, then it is great because we're the ones doing it. I believe that uh, homosexuality has been here for years and years and years. And it has been in our society for years and years and years, but we just did not talk about it and people did not expose it in the open. I think in our culture, there is so much stuff that affects us that are done by other people that I think we should try to focus on those and try to fix those, especially like what we just talked about, illegal immigration. What are the causes of illegal immigration? I think those, those people in power are doing worse to our society than these homosexuals are doing to us as individuals. This is my problem, right? Mm. Mm. Us Africans mm. are very quick eh, to just run and say, yes, we are fighting for human rights and justice. Human rights and justice. Mm -hmm. You understand that these people, okay, they, this is also their right. To live. Mm -hmm. To live and, and, and act how they want to act. How can you be God and be the judge at the same time? Please allow God to take his time and, and, and reason and do what he wants to do. If God doesn't want them on earth, he will just kill them for himself. Who are you to come here and make decisions for people as to who they should like, who they shouldn't like? That's left to I'm not saying that it's okay and it's normal. Let me tell you something. You people, do you know if you, what are you going to do if your own child became a lesbian or a gay boy? What would you do? You don't have a choice but to love them and cherish them. Okay, this is not by choice. Some of these people, they don't choose to just wake up and just be gay. Am I right, G, or am I lying? Some people are born with this. There are people who are born with two private parts. But Africans don't know that. I'm teaching them today, listen. <laughs> there are people who are born with a male private that part. Means Nigeria, part. Sure. Now, tell me, his, tell me that person's gender. Tell me that person's gender now. Tell me, please, you tell me. So this is the deal. You cannot make this. You know. Listen, all man for himself. Practice your religion. Let me practice my religion. Live and let live. Allow people to choose the path they want to choose. As long as they are not affecting your life. You mm -hmm. or affecting you directly or indirectly, just let them be. So that's the hard thing is the people that really believe this there's not there's nothing you can do to swim. immediately when you start talking about this the, the wall is up they don't want to hear they already feel like it's not even comparable the two are not comparable we can only speak from our standpoint of view and not necessarily another person's standpoint mm. but if i'm to sort of get into their heads um, the truth of the matter is you can only operate as much as your mind capacity allows mm. you mm. do you understand so the truth of the matter is, it's not like these people are not necessarily open for change, mm -hmm. but their capacity hasn't gotten to that certain level. Now, you guys are, you live in the US, 
you're in diaspora, you've been there for many years, all right? Mm -hmm. Now, let's not take away from the cultural composition of the poor Africans. Now, I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm only trying to explain to you people in diaspora why it's going to be so hard selling, you know, that um, selling okay. the, the, the right mindset to them. Because mm. culturally, we are extremely religious. Yeah, but we're extremely religious when it fits us. Okay. Now, part of that colonization process was introducing religion to tame us. So, you see this brain mm. wiring, how there's this programming, yeah, that is very, very predominant in Africa. So, during colonization, they programmed us, you know, in a certain way, and they said, okay, you have to be obedient to God, and whatever your slave master tells you, you're obeying God. And they sort of use religion to wire us to Or your leader, or whatever your leader tells yeah. you. It's so right. because of that strong programming, I'm trying to explain to you why there are certain people that just knock it off. At, right, right. Okay, and I, and I appreciate that, and it makes a lot of sense. But then, uh, to the same point, to your point, yeah. right? So the yeah. same people that made those, those, those preaching and those conversations and those explanations, how come they can't use the same leverage to talk about fornication and cheating in your wife, breaking homes and, and giving heartbreaks to women and all these things? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that is because the percentage of the people who publicly engage in those other genre of sin, please permit my word, you're right, like the fornication and the adultery, the percentage is quite high. You know, there's this part of if you live in a glass house, you not throw stones. Right. So the person that is accusing you of fornication has probably fornicated and is known to be a fornicator. So okay. it's, it's harder to have that conversation. I mean, we've had cases where even Catholic priests yeah. are homosexuals. Yeah. And these are people that are custodians of religion. We have to look at ourselves as Africans if we want to evolve as people and be honest with ourselves with a lot of these things that we ban one thing or we say ill will on this one, but then a lot of the other things that affects most of us, we don't talk about it, right? On that note, if you guys have anything to add on this ask a question, let us know. But if not, forever hold your peace. <laughs> Dr. J and Amy, you guys are good? Your comments, right. your comments are gonna be fire. I hope you're ready for it. I know, we're ready for the comments. Bring it on the comments. We the comments are not gonna be nice. <laughs> it's not gonna be nice. But you know what, our audience, I think uh, a lot of them are open-minded enough. On that note, we'll wrap this up. Don't go anywhere, stick around. We'll have the next conversation, which is the other part of the migration in Africa. And when we come back, CD will join us again on that conversation. Don't go anywhere, stick around. We'll be right back. <laughs> everyone thank you so much for sticking around and hopefully you had a lot of fun with us on ask the question and now we are going to continue this conversation on africans and migration we talked a lot about the issues so now we're going to talk about the consequences uh africans migration have with the continent or on the continent and also some of the solutions that we should all uh look into doing or changing so first um, we're having a massive um the COVID-19 pandemic just sort of exposed how inefficient and how incapable 
um, a lot of African countries are. I mean, there was no African country that sort of produced their own vaccine um, because, I mean, literally most African countries were waiting for handouts. And that's because uh, most of our good hands, the medical doctors, the scientists, they've all been exported. So most of the good the doctors and stuff have been exported. Dr. J, so you've also been exported. So make sure you import yourself back to Africa, okay? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's giving you a side note. <laughs> Go ahead. So, no. so the consequence is a huge brain drain, um, a huge downtown in the economy. Hey, Daniel has a point there. I think the West has taken up a lot of the doctors, the nurses, the engineers, um, the scientists, the experts, right? But it's not a. It's, the question is not. It's not us just complaining and saying, "Oh, the West are taking all of us." Is our governments ready to pay? That's the key. You cannot expect people to want to come back home and put their, give you their services when you guys are not willing to pay. You want to pay someone $100 to give a service that is worth $2,000, $5,000 a month for her. It's not going to work. It's about time we take, we take responsibility and start paying these people if we want our expats to come back home. You have people are living up at a very, very low minimum wages in our countries. And that's a fact. And you cannot expect someone to leave their comfort, their, their, the comfort of their jobs and having all the luxury and the respect and come back and work over there when they're not even going to have a minimum of just respect, not even the money part, just respect. Respect, respect Amy. <laughs> Daniel, tell them to respect Amy. You know, she has the, the, the soldier hat, you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, if, if it's worth anything, Amy, if you ever decide to take up a job in Nigeria, I'm, I'm going to pay you well. <laughs> no, but 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 it is is heartbreaking, you know. And if you think about it, during during the middle of the pandemic, okay, I, sometime last year, um, I remember when Donald Trump announced that any doctors anywhere in the world can come to the U.S. and work for and 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 get a job. Best believe they would leave those comforts of their homes and come over here and work. But you see how the West also loves to take us when they need us, but then push yep. us back when they when they are done with us. But you have to blame no one but the African governments for neglecting the great people of Africa. For example, look at what's happening in Gambia. They said they they sold the seas to all to the Asians to China. Mm -hmm. And then they come into the country and hire people and pay them below Chicken minimum wage. Chicken yeah. change. And yeah. you think that is going to end hopelessness? No, because people are going to want to leave every single day, either legally or illegally, because you are not setting up organizations and corporations to make me feel like I am wanted in this country. Period. Yeah. Those... Asian companies before they when they come in they're paying millions and billions of dollars to the government right because they are lobbying the government to set up right to set up what they want to set up and then when they once they set up they have they give the low minimum the base the very low minimum to the average citizen because they already gave a whole lot of it to the governments and the governments are pocketing it and flying around going everywhere and their bank accounts are doubling and tripling every every single second they're making more money than Jeff Bezos, if you ask me. You want to sit here as a government and advocate for our young people to stop taking the back way, to stop uh, migrating the country, okay? 
but at the same time, you are the same people that were quick to put your hand out and be begging to the white world to come and give you grants and donations. Why can't we build our countries and be self-sufficient? As long as you are going to pull your hand out and ask for free money, stop telling the youth to illegally migrate because you are giving them no hope, absolutely zero hope. Yeah, Amy for president. Um, on that note, uh, <laughs> Sidi, <laughs> no, I'm just being silly. Sidi, give us your take on here. What do you think about this? And make sure you do comment also and let us know what you think about what's going on in Africa. Can the governments do better? Always. Like, migration would take, you know, choke our good people from us. Like, anyone who want to study, who want to be this great, amazing doctor with great behavior, whatever, would like to study outside. And when they studied, they will have great, as I say, people who will buy great because of social issues. You know, social migrants, like um, Dr. Um, my sister said, she's migrated and she intended want to go back to Gambia. The same time now she's stuck in America because she get married. That's like one of the facts, because family union. But now she's there, and now she's going to use that you know, um, knowledge and she's going to use it there. And Gambia have no opportunity to get that knowledge from our sister who is like born in Gambia and came to America to marry. People tell us, oh, if you, after when you're done, you guys need to come back and put back in your country. But my country didn't put anything on me. They didn't do anything what? for me also. I can yeah. say that America gave me everything. So yeah. uh, it makes sense that when we are done, we also give it back to America because Africa failed us because they didn't give us, that when we were growing up, they weren't good universities for, for us to go. And if up till now, it's only one university in the Gambia. So when you graduate from school, if your country didn't give you the resources to study, like if they gave it, gave us a whole bunch of resources mm. like America did, then maybe you can give back something back to your country. But our countries failed us. They didn't give us anything. The West gave yeah, us everything. How many young people are fleeing from Africa right now going to this legal migration? And how many young people are dying? Like, let's count it. Like at the age of 14 years old, you have now uh, families with their kids like, who are youngly, very young, born like Gambians, Nigerians with their kids. And they're like crossing this journey and they're dead in the Mediterranean Sea. In this hour, they yeah. So you will see that we are losing a lot, not about our um, intellectual people, but we're also losing young people. And mm -hmm. who should be leading in our, our generation, uh, uh, mm -hmm. our, our continent? Uh, you know. So these are things that we have to think about because when young people are living, it's something that is key. It's something that we have to think about. Like, everybody's going. And only young people from the age of 14 to the age mm. of 37, these are young people. We need to create the environment for these young people to see the continent as somewhere that they can stay and prosper. There was a company that I just watched the other day, and they mm -hmm. did not even put in a good infrastructure for that com company because their intention is not to... Uh, develop the country. Their intention mm. is to rob everything that we have and leave. So we are going to be slaves in our own continent. So how do we fix that problem? Number one, the government, like Amy said, need to stop being greedy. Excuse my language because I think it's stupidity. Because if you think you can give me a license to come fish for 30 years by paying you a million dollars, one in the in your pocket and then half a million to the government so that's 1.5 million divide that mm. over 30 years how much are you gaining per day from that ocean when you when i looked at that company they they create three different products they create 
fish oil, which is very expensive, a bottle of fish oil, which is great for your uh, cholesterol level, great for right. brain health. And we and they will create that fish oil and come back to us and sell it to us at an outrageous price. Okay, that's why we cannot. They cannot create jobs for our people because they will bring their own people in. They will bring their own food. They will not even buy food from our people. They will bring their own food and they will bring their own people to do the work. So you had a company and create jobs and do all these things. We would have benefited from it, but they are not doing all of that. And it's the stupidity of our government. Daniel, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's where, that's why Nigeria did not make that list. You can say, you can say that, I mean, the, 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 the truth is there is a lot of Nigerians living in Nigeria who want to travel. Who, who doesn't? Every African believe that that's like the ultimate goal is to travel and leave their country, you know, to, to find greener pastures, right? Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. one thing you would say when it comes to Nigeria, correct me if I'm wrong, is that there is a lot of Nigerians who are living in Nigeria who owns the companies that are in Nigeria. Yeah. And that's the problem we have in Gambia. You can count how many uh, companies. Um, how many companies you have that are in Gambia owned by Gambians? You can count those companies, right? And then mm -hmm. when it comes to big businesses, who, what that will bring a ton of money, our own selfish governments will take those uh, those. Uh, um, and it's not just Gambia; it's a lot of other countries in Africa will take mm -hmm. those companies and sell it for 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 cheap to 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 some people in the West or or in Asia. And guess what? Because they are going to gain a million dollars or five hundred thousand dollars into their own personal bank accounts. I have no, absolute, no respect for none for of the these countries and none of these governments. Yeah. There are several factors, you know, that come into play. It's it's really hard running a business in Nigeria. But I guess Nigerians are very tough, and and I because Nigerians are very tough, the government also sort of takes advantage of that fact. They know that. Nigerians naturally by default would make something out of nothing, you know. Mm -hmm. So yes, I agree that we have a lot of Nigerian home businesses. The richest black man, um, Dangote, a little Dangote, is from Nigeria and he runs his business in Nigeria. Yes, it's still a very infinitesimal um, percentage. So mm -hmm. because of that, we can't say kudos to Nigerians, you know, we can't pat ourselves at the back and say that we're doing so great. Because like I said earlier, our unemployment, especially youth unemployment, is, is as high as 30.1%, which is quite a lot. Uh, so we would still naturally expect that a lot of Nigerians would still want to migrate, you know, over there and look for greener pastures. Now, talking about handouts, our government is in bed with anybody that is willing to offer money. All right, so they borrowed from the U.S., they borrowed from Canada, they borrowed from everybody. But yes, the Chinese people. They seem to have been given Africa a lot of handouts. It's not just Nigeria, Gambia, South Africa. Mm -hmm. Check it. A lot of countries are indebted to China. They're indebted to Asia. You know because it seems like and it started. Chinese it started people. for the West, and then now they are in. Uh, now they are also doing it exactly. the same exact thing with Asia. Mm -hmm. So whether we like it or not, uh, China is gradually working towards you know um, colonizing. Africa yeah. In, yeah. In, in, in a different way, all right? Yeah. And this is mean, I'm not necessarily trying to pour the anger, direct the anger to the Chinese people. They're just no. people, all right? Our people I'm are channeling the, the anger 
to our government. It's the same thing that the West did to Africa. That's what Asia is also doing to Africa, right? So exactly. who's the common denom denominator here? It's Africa. So we have to have more sense and operate differently if we want to be treated differently or if we want to have different results. So on that note, also do make sure you comment and let us know what you think is the solution to this problem. Next time, hopefully that we have you on the show, CD, hopefully we can delve in more into the illegal migration because I think that's really, really important. It's really uh, killing our youth, it's devastating. But today we just wanted to look at the overall picture on African uh, and migration. So thank you so much, uh, CD. Is there any last words that you wanna give to the audience uh, really quickly and then we'll let you go and where they can follow you? For you guys, I just want to say thank you. Keep it up. I mean, the great work you guys are doing. I mean, it's super fantastic. I mean, the sisters and the queens, like, you guys are so smart. And so we all have a role to play here. So if you want to follow more on migration, maybe on Europe, in, in Europe here, you can follow my YouTube, CDSO, or Facebook, CDSO, or what's on Italy. You're going to see more. So thank, thank you, guys. Thank you, CD. You're amazing. We'll go thank ahead you, and make sure that you follow you next time. Thank yes. you so very much. Thank you. Our thank wonderful, you. handsome I'll brother. We you all, you, you all beautiful. Thank you. And thank you, <laughs> Daniel. Okay, Daniel. Thank you, City. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Next time. And when we come back, we will have a conversation on this spicy, delicious, yummy hot soup we're cooking with Daniel in Nigeria. Sorry, you're licking me. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for sticking around and hopefully you had a lot of fun with us on the conversation on migration and Africa. And of course, now we are going to move on to the hot soup. The hot soup is a fun segment always. And Daniel is, Daniel's been cooking, I think. I think the food is ready to be served, but this one is a spicy one though. But if you don't know already, the hot soup is a segment where we bring you hot and burning topics around the web, or sometimes we get it from our DM, from the audience. And this one is pretty spicy. We're gonna see which side of the kitchen you're on, this side or that side. And of course, this hot soup, you all ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, it says, this one, the guy sent it, so I don't know if he's trying to get us, because you know, this is what it says, and you guys can tell me what you think. It says, if you found out on the wedding day of your best friend of over five years that his wife-to-be has been cheating on him, would you stop the wedding or allow it to continue? I think he's trying to trick us, because we always talk, and we always, it's always the man cheating. For some reason, this guy, I don't trust him. He watches mm. the show, so he said the wife-to-be is the one cheating. Where okay, so the truth of the matter is cheating <laughs> is not gender-based, all right? When I hear people say men are scum, men are scum. Men and women can be scum, all right? So <laughs> nobody's trying to trick you. It's possible that, yes, women also cheat, all right? Okay, so on my take, would I tell him, hmm, to be honest... But which one is most likely, though? Which one is most likely? Then no, oh. you are gonna, you're not going to drag me into a gender war. Never, never. Especially when I have my eyes on him. So I don't want to look as a mother. I thought it was Helena. Now you switch to Amy. You, you a cheat. Go ahead. No, that's what we're talking about. Uh, like I said, it's not a gender. Well, okay, we'll, we'll ask the audience then. We'll ask the audience. Do you all think 
are men most likely to cheat than women or are women most likely to cheat than men? Like, honestly speaking, drop it right there and we'll see what you guys have to say. Go. I would allow him to go on with the wedding. Now, this is my personal philosophy. Um, I've always said it that I don't think cheating would be top of my list to have a divorce or to have a up. I have never broken up. I think what scares me the most about a partner is falling out of love with me. That is More than cheating. You can, keep, you can keep your private parts private. But once you've mentally and emotionally zoned You guys listening to Daniel. I don't think you guys are here. I'm here. And you're no longer connected. When a man cheats on the woman, mostly it's because of like it's something physical, it's just the body, it's not emotional. Most uh-huh. times men love their wives much more than whatever, whoever, sorry, not whatever, no disrespect to the side but whoever they, you know, um, cheat on their wives with. I'm just saying, most men, I don't know, or most African men, let me know, let me just not generalize. He just said no disrespect to Most African men, yeah, yeah, most African men would love their wives and just, it's just like the penis has a mind of its own. And once, you know, it's ejaculated, <laughs> yeah. So once once they've done their thing, they are, they're back to their wives. All right. A woman would cheat. Mm-hmm. She must have been emotionally involved with the man. This is actually when we have to say something to the husband, because if yeah. the wife is cheating or wife to be is cheating, that means she's emotionally connected to someone else. She's just getting married to this person, but she's emotionally connected to somebody else. If the guy was cheating, it could have just been a body thing. It's not an emotional connection. Am I making sense or not really? Yes, you're making I think sense. As my friend, why would you wait until the day I'm marrying the guy with the girl for you to tell me that, oh, your girl has cheated or is cheating or whatever? You should have told me before the day of the wedding. But you don't have to wait until the day of the wedding. What are you telling me? I'm already emotionally there. It's gone. I've given it away. Now you want to come and tell me you are a hater. <laughs> The fact is, if you knew that this guy was cheating, this girl was cheating, you know this is the girl I'm marrying because obviously I gave you an invitation to the wedding, so you saw her name on it, and you didn't tell me until the day of the wedding. You are a hater. Okay, you hear? If you don't understand the question, don't say anything. If you did, you are a hater. In fact, I'll kick you out of that wedding. <laughs> Doctor Ye, what would you prefer? I think Daniel said something. He said maybe the girl is trying to sponsor the wedding. So the man must be a fool to be marrying someone that doesn't have money but still want to do this luxurious wedding. So I'm not going to tell that man because he probably already knew. And if I just found out now on the day of the wedding, it would be very difficult for me to say because number one, how do I know it's true? Is it a fact or is it just a rumor of someone that is an hater that wants to say something? If I had found out a month before... And yeah, I but see, I, I, listen, I'm going to go on the other side of the soup. Because Let me finish. For me, you can, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go to the girl herself and ask her, and I said, listen, I have this information. Are you oh, really, yeah, I, I believe you. Are you really cheating or are you not? If you're cheating, this is the best time to drop it and let your man know that these are the things that you've done in the past and be done with it. But I'm not going to tell the guy. Because you know, I, I can see Dr. J doing that. This is my point. This is what I want to I want to just look at the other side of the soup. Okay. So if this is your best friend 
and you knew and you didn't say anything and the wedding comes and you know especially men men have a lot of ego and later on after the wedding he finds out that this is what's happening and then you say oh i knew he's going to be very very hurt that could also cost your relationship so you just suck it up and be honest with yourself so that when you go to sleep at night you can sleep peacefully and say something or do you hold it back that's my question because if he finds out that you found out way before now if you found out the day of the wedding that's a different story a few days before the wedding that's a different but if it's way before and you were quiet wedding comes you still quiet that's you got either way either way out to sleep well at night Exactly. What I told you, and, and this is and this is the thing, right? <laughs> it's not. It's, 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 let's just act like the people that are just sitting here and talking about. I'm not trying to be the hypocrite, okay? Mm-hmm. That we we'll talk about oh cheating and then I cheat and then fornication and then and I fornicate, you know. As long as this girl is not pregnant by somebody else, it's not my own. It's not my place to say, okay. Have you ever cheated in a relationship? Oh yeah, I have cheated in a relationship before. <laughs> oh, you cheated. You, I mean, I was in a lie. I have. I mean, would I now? No. But why I did have. you cheat? Why why did you cheat? Tell us. So, I don't think I was I cheated actually intentionally. I think it was really- <laughs> <laughs> So, this one intentional cheating. So, if you're watching Please, I beg. No. Anytime Amy talk about cheating men here, tell them it was an intentional cheating. No, 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 no. I was young. Okay, please. so, okay, no, so please. what, 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 Danny, how was, was it? Un- yeah, unintentional. Tell me how unintentional. Let me tell you. First of all, first of all, I was young. <laughs> I was young. Okay, I don't even Were think. Were you up to eighteen? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was a grown young. woman. Continue. No, but I was young. Okay? 18, okay. 19, 20. I was young. Okay? So I was here. Tell right? yourself the truth that you want to hear. Now, this is the thing. I so It's circumstances. Let me tell you, right? Uh, uh, I was there. Uh, what made you cheat? You see, wow. You are getting in my business. This is Are you, are you putting this on on the show? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying. No, you better say. No. Comment, let us know. No, no, no. So, no. so this is the thing. Let me tell you the story. So this is the thing. Yes. I was dating one person. Ah. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then a better one came. No, 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 no. This okay. they traveled. Okay. So travel. Okay. travel no, wait for, no, wait for the story. They okay. traveled. Okay. So there was distance. There was all that stuff. I mean, we talk when we talk, blah blah blah. But you know, like we had a like we had like a very strong tight bond. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Remember the last show? This is the same one that I used to steal my mom's eggs and give to. Oh. <laughs> so you cheated. Okay. You gave him so, eggs, no, 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 no. So, him. no. So we have a great relationship, great friendship. We're actually great friends before any relationship, right? Okay. Okay. So Keep now I. So now this person is not even here. He's somewhere else, but we talk when we talk, right? And then the guy I'm dating, right, in the country, the guy is there. Of course, we're in a relationship. We see each other almost every day, or we hang out with you every day, correct? Okay. And the egg guy came back. Sure. <laughs> His name is not the egg guy. So this guy, so me, I was inside the house, and then. They call me. 
So apparently this one came from the airport and he surprised me. It was a surprise visit. The egg so, guy. Yeah. And then he came out and he was hot as hell. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Amy, you're a hot mess. Okay. So as I'm walking him outside, the current one is just driving up on me. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's a hole oh. in the top. And then he, a he, in the top. a lot of them. So he just pulled up and then drove off and got mad. And then the, the, he was like, is that your boyfriend? I was like, oh no. Cause that was, the egg guy asked if that's your boyfriend. I said, I said no. But then later on, they both found out about each other and it was a whole lot of drama. It was a, it was a hot mess. Okay. <laughs> Listen, if you're watching and you are the egg guy, please DM us and give us the rest of that story. We want to hear the whole scoop. And here is a fun fact, and this is absolutely true. I have never cheated in an official relationship. Official relationship. How about in an unofficial relationship? Hey, hey, men are savage, so guess what? Some of these men, they deserve savage, savage, savage. <laughs> Amy, you're the last one today on this show. Maybe the next show, but on this show, you, the egg cheater, okay? So... <laughs> I didn't the egg cheater. No, 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 the suit is on you today. Hold on. The egg cheater, okay? She's still the egg from my mom to give it to the guy. And then the guy came back from Europe and she's dating another guy and she still cheat on the guy that she's dating for the egg guy. Hold on. This is the same guy my mom called and said he would... If you don't stop calling my daughter, I'll take you to jail. Anyways, on that note, go ahead and comment below. Let us know what side of the soup you're on. If you will actually tell on this woman to the husband to be about the cheating or if you would keep it a secret. I'm assuming a lot of people will tell on. They're not going to be quiet. Daniel, are you going to tell? Uh, yes or no? Marriage is for better, for worse. So he should go on with the marriage. <laughs> Thank you. My yeah. name is my are you, you're a hot mess. So on that note, I'm the only person on this side of the kitchen and hopefully you're going to join me too. Comment and let us know if you're going to be on my side on, or on these three people's side. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Daniel. And if you can just tell our audience where they can find you and follow you. Yeah, I'm on all platforms at Hero Daniels. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and on YouTube. <laughs> Oh, 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 and wrap this right here before other things happen that I'm not responsible for, okay? So, <laughs> we will drop this right here. Uh, join us next time on The Sister Show. I think we only have a few more episodes to go on the second season, and hopefully you're enjoying these episodes. And we will see you next time on Saturday, 8 p.m. GMT and 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Sister Show platform. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank, Thank you, Daniel. Daniel. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for sticking around and hopefully you enjoyed the conversation that we had on immigration. Oh, welcome. I'm so tired. Okay. Okay. Hello, everyone. Well, okay. Give me. All right. Okay. Hello. When she's done. Okay. Let's wait for him. All right. Are you done, princess? Okay. <laughs> okay. Why is homosexuality a taboo in many African countries, but adultery and
fornication is not because they're, they're fake okay so wait wait let me say that and we're gonna come okay <laughs> all right let's have amy come in here if, if that fits uh and then cd can come in what was the question again okay so first of all okay <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. We'd like to know what you're drinking. Seems like that's the source of your energy. I know. Perhaps you should always drink have, the same. I always have energy. I'm always like, oh, when when it, when we are rolling, and then after, and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. All right. But hopefully, what is Ole doing? Why is she on the show? But hopefully, um, hold on. Let's see what Ole is talking about. Why is she on the Zoom? Is she here? What are you doing? Hello. Ole, why are you here? You are, 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 you Okay, let me show you where we are. Can you see? So let me get this. <laughs> Ole's in Namibia, right? Enjoy the vacation and they'll be showing okay. people where they are. Okay, we'll see. Let's, let's have a, we're going to drop this up and then she can come back. She's gone. Thank God. All right. When she come back, then I'll pick up. I thought it was Helena. Now you switch to Amy. You, you are cheap. Go ahead. No, that's what we're talking about. Oh, geez, yeah. my phone fell. Oh, right <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Thank, Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms to stay connected. I'm 